This is episode 215 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Reese Koffler-Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. And today we have a totally different producer with us, Jennifer, Glenn's wife. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, that's it's exactly true. right. But so. we're excited. We have a new producer. This is very fun. So thanks for joining <laughs> us, Jennifer. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, Philip, you have, have a, a busy time. week. Yeah, we do. You have a busy week, don't you? Well, uh, there's a big horse show this weekend, so we're shipping out on Thursday. Again, another reason why we're doing the Monday taping this week. So got a couple of horses going, a couple of students going, really looking forward to it. Um, you know, all the preparation has been good, except for the weather is not cooperating. It's too bad, but uh seems like it's it's raining every day, and it's just really hot, sticky, and humid. So that's what can we do? We can control everything but the weather. I was so excited last week. We had so much record-breaking rain here. We made it on national news. Lexington, Kentucky. We were on national news. Yeah. We, we've also had very, very challenging weather. We had two horse shows over the weekend cancel. Um, and there were local horse shows, but they're longstanding horse shows here in town. And, uh, they had to cancel because, and I'm, I mean, you could not get the trucks in or trailers or, I mean, it was so much rain. It was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it's hot and sticky today. And our grass is like up to our, you know, up to my knees. I mean, just, I, we've sort of given up. It's just is what it is. Everybody's muzzled. Everybody has, it's just too much grass, but I'm not complaining about that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. The mowers yeah. are like double time right now. So, but you know, it's nice because I had the indoor. So we, it was kind of nice to ride. It was cool and rainy. Um, and we already have some horses, actually some horses shipped in from Seattle, um, over the weekend for young riders, which is next oh, week. It's coming yeah. up. Yeah. It's coming up. So I will keep everybody sort of, um, you know, report on, on what's happening with young riders. But those horses, I think they just felt like they shipped 24 hours to go to Seattle weather. Like it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> They cool move locations, rainy, but yeah. the weather's the same and everything feels the same. Like <laughs> yeah. That. Well, Until it's good because last yeah. year we were talking about it. It was so hot, right? And, and yes. a lot of the horses yes. are oh, trouble, I think it's uh, gonna, sustaining energy. Yeah, I think it's going to steam up again. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens, but they're getting ready and, and that's exciting. And, um, this weekend, well, actually this week, and another reason why we're Monday is I'm off on a leadership group. It's something I, I did. It's a two year commitment. So, um, we're going to Eastern Kentucky and it's called the, uh, um, and the group is called the Kentucky Ag Leadership Program. So it's something kind of not horsey and I'm really looking forward to it. So it should be a fun couple days away and the girls will have to hold You're down going the on court. vacation. How nice. Uh, not really <laughs> vacation. It's, it's, it's still definitely a, a working vacation, but to work on my, my leadership skills. So, um, hopefully I'll be able to translate that back when I come back next week. So should be a good couple days. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, there's not a lot of news this week, is there, Philip? It's pretty quiet, um, kind of after well, I think Aachen. It's quiet. And we had that big Aachen show. Yeah. So, um, but we have some interesting guests on this week. We do. So Kim Herslow, uh, she 
She's been on the program before. She's a wonderful horse, Rosemary. She went to Aachen as a spectator. So she's going to talk to us about what she saw and, and what happened. So that should be, should yeah, be really get, fun. get the big report. Yeah. I'm yes. Really looking forward to that. that would be great. And Me too. our friend Katie Pogue is going to come on and give us uh, a trainer tip. She's also been on the show before and, uh, and she's kind of got come on the show last minute for us this week. It's been a little bit hectic trying to get guests and all that. And uh, we're very grateful to her for that. Yeah, so it should be a fun show. We're looking forward to it, and we're really looking forward to hearing about Aachen. I have never been to Aachen. Have you, Philip? I've never had the opportunity. I mean, it's just kind of in our busy time, right? Like, how can we leave to go yeah. to Germany when we got horse yeah. shows and preparing for all this kind of stuff here? Yeah, it's tough, but it's what it's definitely on my bucket list. So I'm dying to hear what she has to say. So it should be a good show, and we will be back after this uh, commercial break. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Spring is here, and so are pastures full of luscious green grass. Spring grass is high in vitamins, minerals, and sugar. Most horses have little problem adjusting to the changing sugar levels found in spring pasture, but for at-risk horses, grazing on sugary grass can lead to big problems such as colic or laminitis. By paying attention to daily temperatures and following a couple of simple rules, you can limit your horse's access to such sugar-laden grasses. In the spring and fall of the year, limit grazing or stop it completely when daytime temperatures are warm and nighttime temperatures are below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Under these conditions, the grass produces sugar during the day and it stores it in its leaves. At night, the plant transfers the stored up sugars to the roots and stems to fuel the growth. If the evening temperatures are cold, the grass will not make that transfer and all of the sugar will remain in the leaves where it is readily available to your horse. In the summer when days are sunny and nights are warm, it is safe to allow grazing in the early morning hours, but it should be restricted late in the afternoon or evening. This is because most of the sugar that was produced the previous day has been used for growth overnight. Therefore, the level of sugar in the leaves is low in the morning. But as the day progresses, the grass once again accumulates sugar in its leaves in preparation for nighttime growth. So later in the day, the more sugar-packed leaves become. Because grass is a great source of essential vitamin E, horses that are restricted from grazing, especially easy keepers and horses in hard work, may develop vitamin E deficiencies. Lack of vitamin E can result in sore, stiff muscles and neurological problems. Elevate Maintenance Powder from Kentucky Performance Products is an affordable way to provide your horse with the vitamin E missing from his diet. Each scoop provides 1,000 international units of natural vitamin E, and natural vitamin E is absorbed and retained in the tissues at a much greater rate than the synthetic vitamin E found in many feeds and supplements. Best of all, when you choose a Kentucky Performance Product Supplement, you get a 100% satisfaction guarantee. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, it is our pleasure to have Mrs. Katie Pogue back on the show. She's a 
friend of both Philip and I and a wonderful trainer. Uh, so Katie, welcome back to the show and we're looking forward to your trainer tip of the day. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it last time and glad that I get to do it again and um, would love to talk about kind of a, a recent experience that um, has been fun and just kind of eye-opening for me. And I have um, an FEI horse that I've been bringing along since he was three. And so he is my horse, my big, my project. And um, he's very sensitive, very hot. Um, and I also at the same time typically keep a lesson horse at my barn to teach um, a whole variety of ranges from kids to adults on. And the last lesson horse that I was borrowing got sold, and so I kind of wanted to see how my guy would respond to other people and give them kind of a a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to ride him. And in doing so, it really gave me some insight of my habits and his habits and just, you know, trying to train him through them and through the process just got to really see some key things and I think that it has really helped me on the other side of when I ride him and train him to be more aware of what I saw and what he did and how he reacted and I can sit there and see situations that he presents to the rider and how I instantly want to fix something and how he respond to them by me telling him and and being on the other side and and literally getting to watch it all unfold um, has just allowed me, I think, to train him better. And um, I think in another situation, he has also been able to give riders the confidence that they can ride such a powerful horse. And, you know, a lot of situations people have schoolmasters or we have clients that have purchased schoolmasters and they kind of have been there and done that. And he is a little bit still in the process. So he is still learning and growing and getting stronger. And, um, and so everything still means a lot to him. And so these people who have, or these students of mine who have had, you know, almost a little bit of a fear of hopping on, my horse and that I've been competing and, and doing things with, it's a little bit overwhelming. And um, and I think they have also had to learn how to control their body, but also their emotions. And it has been very, very helpful in me getting to see how they react from me knowing him so well and, and just kind of getting the whole thing to work. And so it's just been a great experience having both sides students are learning from it and then also I have learned a great deal from it and I think you know some trainers in their situations are able to have working students and they come up with a plan and and what those working students do on their um, trainers horses and in a program and certain things but I think too it's a little different when you really want to get in and and have somebody else train your horse and kind of work through something that you might be working through and that you put them on there and you, you try to achieve everything that you would achieve on the saddle or when you're in the saddle while they're on your horse. And um, so it has been a great thing that I have 
recognize and, you know, recommend it to, to trainers to, you know, possibly put somebody on their superstar horse or something where you just, you don't really want to because it's your horse and they're special to you. But I think it's a great learning experience for both, both people. Um, and continuing on without rambling too much, I think, too, it's been important for me to have, say, two people coming over for a lesson and having the students switch horses or do one lesson right after the other where a student hops on the other student's horse and the one student and I sit together and, you know, I try to encourage the student sitting watching her horse being ridden to give some direction and try to figure out, you know, visually what they see their whole horse is doing to this new rider and being able to plug it in to what their horse does to them when they ride. And I just think a lot of times seeing things on video or in the mirror can help, but I think, too, if you can sit there with your trainer and have somebody else riding your horse, and, of course, it's their child and it's just as special and it's very hard to allow somebody else to get on and do it, um, but I think it's just it's very helpful. It puts the rider in the position to have to really engage in in so many ways to the training of their horse. And um, and it takes a lot of nerves for a lot of people to want to sit on someone else's horse, and I think that is also something, um, you know, as far as in the Department of Overcoming some fears and, and things like that can make, help make the rider more, um, more comfortable hopping on other horses. And as a trainer, we all know as many horses as we ride, and we get very comfortable and confident in our position and different ways of the horses moving. But most of our students have one horse, and that's what they ride for many, many years, and they get used to it and get used to habits, and the horses get used to them. And, and getting on something fresh is always, um, I think, a good eye-opener for the students, um, even if you don't have a good horse to put them on. And obviously, safety can be an issue, too. Um, but just switching to um, comparable riders and horses in a lesson, I think, is, is something fun and, and educational and definitely encourage people to try to keep finding ways. Yeah. Encourage trainers. Katie, I was just going to say, like that I think it's a great, great idea. No, I was just going to say it's a great idea. And, you know, I have to be out of town this week. So, you know, pretty much everybody in my barn has to um, get funneled out to another rider. And, and I agree with you. I think it's so helpful for me to see how they react with the riders. I'm, I'm blessed to have, um, you know, all my working students now are all good riders and can can handle the situation but it's nice you know with young horses to sometimes put another person on them or or even sales horses i found that too um because horses are going to have to go through a trial uh so it's nice that they go through a trial and maybe get some experience from from another rider that's positive and um that seems to work really well but i also agree very much uh in, in my own horse um Winnie, who's showing in the FEI ring now, it's good to get someone else on her and and maybe get their opinion. Like, oh, hey, she's really leaning against my right leg or, hey, she's doing this. And I think that's really helpful to do that. Um, and I've also 
also found that with, uh, for example, my pony club kids, they have to switch horses and they have to be able to ride other people's horses. So that's been another really good avenue to have them switch horses and, and they learn a lot. The horses learn a lot. Um, it is hard sometimes as a trainer because you want to ride the horses and that's what we're, we're, that's what we're getting paid to do and that's what we're, we're good at doing. And, but it, it is sometimes good to say, cause, for example, I'm not here. I can't, I can't ride the horses. So I would rather them, um, be ridden and get some good experiences with some other people than just stand around for three days. So, um, right. so that's, that's a well, really good, good thing. Think, I think too, I think the, you know, Pony Club and, and even just some bigger barn situations where they have a, a lesson program for younger kids. I think, you know, that is such a common theme and, and how we grew up and, and things like that. And then I think when you get, to more of our adult amateurs who, you know, it's all, they find this great horse and it's a great match and they want to, you know, move up the levels with their horse or earn rider awards or end of the year awards, whether it's nationally or regionally or even the local division. Um, You know, I think we get so wrapped up on the one horse and, working and, and developing things, but then somehow to find somebody else or even go to your trainer and just say, you know, is there somebody else in that's comparable to what I'm doing? Maybe we could do a lesson or do something like this. And, you know, I'd really like to see how my horse responds and, and be able to kind of remember what I feel when I'm riding and try to tell someone how to do it. And I think, you know, for the younger groups, it is such a, a group effort to keep that going and then I think when you know we, we're, we're aged out of that it's it's harder to to do that and I think it's just kind of keeping that in mind and, and keeping open to um, being able to ask for that and you know I think even the trainer situation yes it is hard and if we go out of town um, and a lot of times we have the working students and you know I don't personally have a working student my business here is small enough um, so for me, educationally, it's, it has been good, um, and I don't, you know, have a regular trainer overseeing me. I make trips and, and, and do that like we all do, um, to go work with somebody for certain periods of time. And so sometimes it's just kind of good for me to put somebody else on and just kind of see how it all connects, so... So, Katie, can you maybe give us uh, a couple of examples or just get into some, a few things, maybe just a couple of things of specifics about what, what you're talking about here uh, in your recent experience? Um, for me, with using my horse as a lesson horse, um, for example, because he's a very sensitive horse, very sensitive to the aids, um, it's very easy with him to react too quickly. And in teaching a student on my horse and I pursue the avenue of of them making a correction and seeing how he reacts emotionally and physically with different people and how quickly or slowly they ask for something. And then, you know, I get to be on the sidelines looking back in and get to see, well, maybe I have been too quick or too slow and it looks better and he is staying more honest and you can visually see 
more connection and, and harmony through the horse a certain route. And so that's where I think, um, for me, I have gained a lot from the experience. And I think for other students and swapping horses, um, you know, they get to see if the rider puts the leg on or the wrong leg and the horse twists or, or does certain things, um, or even when the rider thinks that the horse is trotting on enough and maybe because the horse is a little bit bigger, they're a little intimidated, and so they're keeping the horse a little slower, but then the rider who knows their horse, you know, wants to tell them to, you know, keep working and get the horse in front of the leg. Um, and to me, that's also been something when they realize how much more they have to tell that person to keep the horse going and going and going, then they actually get to realize that, they need to keep the horse going that much. And um, and so that's just where I've seen a little bit more of some eye-openers of people of, of getting more communication and bonding and friendships and supportive. And, you know, you recognize how hard somebody else is working when they sat on another horse and, and just some things like that that I think are helpful. Well, Katie... That was a great tip, and I think all of us should, should on every level of the industry, really think about it and really enjoy swapping each other's horses out. So I hope our listeners will, will take you up on it this weekend and coming and uh, change, change horses. So, Katie, thanks so much for coming on the show. And how do our listeners find you online? Um, I have my website is katiepogstressage.com, and, um, and all my information is on that website, and I'm located in Charleston, South Carolina. Coach Jen here, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show on the Horse Radio Network. Do you worry when your horse doesn't drink enough? Well, of course you do. Being fully hydrated is your horse's first line of defense against minor issues becoming major ones. All Natural Horse Quencher is the product that helps even the fussiest drinkers drink more. Listen to what Chester Weber, winner of the USEF National Foreign Hand Championships, eight years running, has to say about Horse Quencher. One often doesn't know they need a product until they're introduced to it. Since I was introduced to Horse Quencher, I've been wildly impressed with its ability to keep the horses in the water buckets drinking, and it's given me real peace of mind. Take it from Chester Weber. Horse Quencher is the all-natural product you need to help your horses drink as much as they should. Ask for Horse Quencher at your local tack and feed store or online at horsequencher.com. Well, it is my pleasure to have Kim Herslow back on the Dressage Radio Show because I saw on Facebook, Kim, that you had the pleasure of going to Aachen last week. So I'm dying to hear how it was. I did. Uh, I had an opportunity from um, a client to have her tickets, and she had the most amazing seats, too. So I was really, really lucky, and I just jumped on it because... I mean, I've heard about Aachen for so many years and um, how it's the best show in the world. And I just thought, like, you know what, here's my opportunity to go see it and, and have really awesome seats. And um, and I just jumped on it. So I went over and um, on the opening ceremony, which 
Facebook. And I was actually sitting centrally, like in the, the grandstand that's um, on the on the main portion of the side, where the Queen of Denmark came walking up and literally sat like four seats across down from me. Um, as part of the opening ceremony, they took they did like a carriage drive around the whole huge jumper ring that's um, like unbelievably large. The, the stands, I think they were like 60,000 people or something. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, and then they had like a bunch of you know, exhibitions and um, different uh, cavalry kind of exhibitions and, and exercises that they did in the cavalry, and um, it was just really incredible um, to see their, their opening ceremonies. It was so wow. And then, you know, the, the, the way that whole showground is set up, it's, it encompasses everything. You have the show jumping, you have the cross-country, you have the driving, and you have the dressage stadium. And each, each one of them individually is just amazing in itself to have it all there in one place. Um, is really incredible to see, and I think um, I think everybody who's really serious about horses in general, like if they really are want to get to a high level, need to go see and experience that horse show because it really gives you a taste of uh, of what it is you're shooting to, you know, what you're aiming for. And um, I definitely left there feeling very inspired. So um, you know, you go to watch some of the best horses and riders in the world. So, um, and everybody's so friendly. I mean, it's just a, a great atmosphere. And, um, you know, I got to see, um, some, some really awesome rides. Damon Hill was incredible. Um, God, he, he's a little horse, but he sure does have the wow factor. And, uh, he, you know, watching, um, Helen ride around on him, it, it's, uh, Again, it's inspiring to see, you know, combinations like that um, in in that kind of atmosphere. The, the the ring there, the dressage arena is very electric. And, um, you know, a lot of horses you could see were became a bit unraveled in there. Um, horses that have been exposed to, you know, bigger venues. So I think um, more sensitive horses you could see uh, couldn't take that kind of feeling in that arena very easily so um but you could see also with helen how she has just this true partnership with her horse and he you know trusts her and he goes along just like he probably goes along at home and and really gives her everything and um nice to see at that level you know to be there and see that um and just other our team was super i mean we we did put in a, a bunch of good performances there and um you know i think for for our first time sending over so many u.s riders we held our own and uh you know it's good that we're starting to realize that we need to be there and be exposed to that and um i think that's going to up the ante for our own goals and and riding and training to be exposed to that atmosphere so um yeah, it's, so, it's so definitely a venue a little, I want to try to go to. 
Yes, and on your wonderful horse. He would be wonderful there. But tell us a little bit about the venue. I've always heard about the ring and how just imposing and huge it is. Can you tell us a little bit about the actual venue? Yeah, I think it's so imposing because it's kind of like riding in a pit a little bit, you know, like um, the stands. When you when you go into the ring, you're you're riding your horse and you enter the arena, you enter on the the far corner by sea, and then you have all the judges' stands kind of lined up there. And um, when you go in, you know, it's, there's not... You have a little bit of room on the inside and the outside of the of the arena itself to ride around, and you know they. I actually got there the day before the show started, so I saw a couple of our team members riding around in there, and you know they let you get in there and and um, get your horses kind of comfortable in there. But once you fill that place with people, it definitely brings its own energy even more so, um, and the crowd crowds over there just are so into it and you know you can you can hear everybody like if if somebody had a mistake or something you know the whole the whole stadium would sigh or you know you'd hear everybody like oh you know um so into it and so passionate about it so uh i think that's what is the hugest difference that i felt um being there watching and sitting in the and with the rest of the, the audience was that, um, you know, you can see how in, intense everybody is, is riding in there with, with the horse and rider that's in the ring. And um, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's, we, the global actually is, it's a smaller version. And I can see why Robert, you know, Robert Dover was saying, oh, it's, it's Aachen. It's like a little piece of Aachen is what he's trying to bring to Wellington. And, and it, it kind of does have a little bit of that feel, but even more so, I think it's like four or five times more than, than the global as far as the energy because the stadium goes up so high. And you so you're in like a bowl kind of, you know? And, and so once you get in there and you get all that activity kind of going on, and, and they're really good. Like they don't let people walk around when there's a horse in the ring. So, you know, if you go down to get a drink or go to the bathroom, you have to wait until that horse is done and then you're able to go up. So there's not a lot of clanking and banging around while there's a horse in the ring showing, but certainly, um, you know, I think because of that, just the, the feeling of the audience being so focused on the horse that's in the ring, it definitely has a different energy than what we have here. And, um, the crowd is just incredible. I mean, the, the weekend crowd, the, the stands were completely full and sold out. Um, and that's like thousands and thousands of people. So it's uh, that's crazy. definitely yeah. intense. Yeah. And, and yeah. like I said, yeah, everybody's excited about it. And yeah. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, my feet were awesome. I sat third row at A. And Jenny Larson Clark was right in front of me, giving about nine learner judges kind of lessons on everything we were watching, and I could hear what she was wow. talking about. So I had her sitting right in front of me, and um, it added obviously to you know watching and and hearing her comments. So um, really, really awesome experience, and highly recommend anybody. 
anybody that has the opportunity from our from the U.S. to get over there and see that because again, it, it gives you a whole nother insight into if if you're high performance or you want to be high performance or you know you you have goals and aspirations of getting to a high level. You have to you have to see what you're going to be up against and um, and what you also are, are trying to aspire to. You know and and the the quality of horses and riders that you're going to be exposed to and I just think it's uh it was a really incredible experience to get over there and see it and now I definitely feel like I want to be be a part of that every year so um really really awesome experience and and just you know again really first class as far as so did you get to how no, I was going to say, did, did you see any of the other, other, um, did you see show jumping or any of the other, uh, tickets that were going on or just the dressage? I was mostly at the dressage. Um, I did actually go watch some of the driving, um, for a little break in the mm-hmm. afternoon, um, almost like towards the end of the show. Um, and saw Chester Weber. He mm-hmm. actually did really, really well. Uh, I think he, he won a couple of the classes. I'm not sure how many total he won but he was on a roll um i did watch a little bit of show jumping as well and that is the largest grass stadium it's just it's huge and i think like i said there's like sixty thousand room for sixty thousand spectators to watch and um you know they they had ongoing continuous like they had the eventing, people doing their show jumping in there. They had um, our show jumping, you know, different nations doing their, their nation's cup as well, you know, as regular show jumping, young horse classes and, and that sort of stuff. So they, um, it was constantly going and they, they maintained it really, really well. I mean, you'd never know looking at the turf that it had probably a couple thousand horses go over it in a week's period of time and um, it held up really well. Like They really are good at keeping the quality of the footing up and you know, keeping everything running organized really well. Um, I think the way they laid out that whole um, showground, they have it laid out in a way that you know, it's separate but it's together and I mean, the shopping is incredible too. I mean, you want to talk about? I was going to ask you that. Uh, yes, it for is. all the ladies out there, tell us about the shopping. Wow, um, <laughs> stuff that you won't really find here—that's for sure. Uh, you know, all the top, top name um, saddles, bridles, boots, uh, everything, and more of what you can want. You know, all the top. I mean, it's definitely a higher-end market um, of of vendors that are there. Um, I I must say, I did wind up buying myself another pair of show boots. <laughs> and, of course, uh, I would. I would have too. Yeah, they're they're they're. I, I saw them one day, and I wound up going back the next day because I could stop thinking about them. And um, <laughs> so I got I had had brown. To. Yeah, I got these brown, really nice patent leather show boots that are becoming, which I think will go really well with the the new chestnut horse that I have. So, um, 
Yeah, it's it's uh, you don't get bored there. Uh, really incredible. It's almost overwhelming. You know, you you, um, you see so much in such a short period of time that your brain just kind of goes whoa. <laughs> um, but you know, again, they ran they run it so well, and and they're so you know so passionate about what they're watching and. Um, it's it's a really incredible feeling to be to be part of it, and uh, it's it's nothing like what we offer here any at any venue I've ever been to here. So um, definitely worth the trip to get out there and watch that show at some point. Great. Any you know, I, I think the more of us that can get there, um, the more we'll have a better idea of of really what we need to be focusing for and, and working towards. So, yes. Um, well, really, Kim, really awesome. thank you so much for your reporting on the show and coming on again. Uh, and I know your big, beautiful Rosemarine will be there uh, and represent the U S I know that for sure. And thank you very much for your time. Thanks, and Kim, thanks. how do, how do our listeners um, find you on the internet? You can find me at UpperCreekFarm.com. Uh, my email is kherslow at UpperCreekFarm.com. And we're actually have our open house this weekend. We're going to do, I'm going to do a freestyle demo on Reno. And uh, we're going to do a little other, couple other demos. I'll ride my new Grand Prix horse, um, Sondermeyer. So, yeah, it's, uh, we got all kinds of good stuff going on. So, you can always look at the website and see what's going to be next. But Lars will be coming also a couple of times um, in the next month. So, yeah, all kinds of good things great. happening. It's great. Oh, I wish yeah, I was closer. Well, you'll have to let us know. Uh, thanks, Kim, for too. coming on the show, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> thanks. Thank you, Reese. Take care. Jen here, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show on the Horse Radio Network. The way consumers interact with the brands they have trusted for years and those they are about to fall in love with for the first time is becoming more and more mobile, literally, and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Podcasts or internet radio shows like this one combine the new consumer preference for on-demand information and entertainment with the power of niche market audiences. Advertising on the Horse Radio Network podcasts allows you to reach the equestrian consumer using today's preferred on-demand delivery system. It's cost-effective and flexible, able to reinforce your existing marketing and social media strategies. To learn more about advertising on this show or any of the shows on the Horse Radio Network, contact us at 859-951-2022 or you can email us at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. That's glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Come and join the Horse Radio Network family. You'll enjoy the ride. Well, that was a great show. Hearing about Aachen and hearing from Katie about changing horses and, the, and the, kind of the, the need and, and the benefits of that. So that was great. Yeah, that's really interesting because, like she said, I mean, you have a little bit this fear of putting someone else on your horse and you're like, oh, I can't do that. But you can. You can just see how it goes, right? And then you can definitely diagnose, uh, 
you know, some issues and, and it might help you, uh, it might help you in the end, right? So, exactly. I know we all get all concerned yeah, in, I mean, in I, training I our horse and I want to fix this, I want to fix that. It's not, it can't be a bad thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I think in, in our position, there are times when they do need to get ridden by other people and, and it's okay. It really is. And I've had to learn to sort of do that, sort of like having someone else care for my horses. I would love to do it all. But I, some, I've tried to be in two places or more than two places at one time, and it doesn't seem yeah, to work very well. Can't. So yeah. when you go, when are you going to come up? Really? <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say I would take that one. No, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, Philip, no, I, I hope you say, had when, a great. So Reese, with this idea, yeah. When are you going to come up and ride all my horses for me? Then I can w- I, just. Watch. I think when you're getting married. I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you're getting married, I may yeah, have to you're do it. Just take care of that. You're gonna. Yeah, you're going to stay in my house for a couple of weeks and ride for me? <laughs> well, no, actually, I wanted to go where you're going on vacation. That's probably yeah. on your honeymoon. That sounds like more fun. But um, <laughs> No, I would. You know I would. No, I think it's okay. good. It's just like when you come and help me or, or when you get feedback, I think it's always important. We talk about it a lot here on the show, but it does. It takes a village. It really does. And, and this is just another great way to, to work on that and, and to have other people ride your show, you ride your horses every once in a while. Um, is, is, is really important. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. You know, I'm, I'm with Katie. It's a little bit hard when you're a control freak to hand the reins over sometimes. Yeah. But um, I do think that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to think of it. I like that. They are proofreading or could maybe see something that you're not feeling. Um, But she talked about it as as amateur riders. It is very hard to find other horses to ride sometimes. And and I wish I had 10 school horses for people to ride and learn, right? I mean, yes. uh, you know, and yes. sometimes even I was just uh, having this experience recently that, you know, sometimes when you, even when you buy a, you know, um, schoolmaster type, they still have, a, you know, they might be really good at pirouettes, right? But might be, might not be really good at piaf or passage, right? I mean, it's hard to find that perfect horse that is just great at everything and can teach you everything. So, I mean, I think, yeah, if you had six of them, you know, one could be an expert at this. And, one, and I think they do that a little bit more in Germany, right? They have horses yeah, that are yeah. really good and, and uh, you know, they come out for lessons with amateurs. And uh, and I think that's a great experience. It's a little bit tougher to find over here. So it's too bad. It is. But- it is. And I just, I have, I have two schoolmasters. I'm very lucky enough to, to have had them. And I just, they just got both turned out in the field this week. And oh, it was so painful because they're wonderful horses. Um, and, and they're so good and healthy, but just having some soundness issues and one's 24 and one's 22. So, uh, they've had a really, really long life and, and maybe they'll come back after some time in the field. But, um, you know, it's hard because, it, you know, as a trainer, it's also, they're hard to find and they're expensive to maintain. Um, so I, uh, I'm on the lookout for another schoolmaster, but they are, they, it, it's hard. Reese <laughs> at uh. horseradionetwork.com. <laughs> Um, okay. Exactly, because they are very good. I like that. Thanks, Jen. Um, but it's true. It's uh, they they are hard. And and but Sammy, my wonderful lesson horse, um, she just has been wonderful for many many years and have has given been a lot of people joy and in, in lessons. So if you can find it in your area, or there's a trainer or a horse that you can lease, it is the best thing you can do. Uh, and then you don't have to purchase them, which is even better. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I don't have another Good one because yeah. I'm still retiring two, two ones, but, um, but they are yeah. wonderful horses and, and, and I would put people on and, and one was really good at changes and one's really good at Piaf and Passage. So it was right. so fun to see. Yeah. You can learn the whole spectrum of all the uh, yeah. fancy moves. But it's true. You know, every horse feels a little different. So it's nice if you can, in, and ride different horses. It's kind of like driving different cars. And I think you can find the type of car that you like or the type of horse that you like. I think you can really do that. Great conversation and great tip from Katie. So I hope you all have a great time riding other people's horses this weekend. And don't forget your listener and in your email and Facebook shout outs and questions. We always love them. We try to get them on the radio as soon as we can and we get them. And we always enjoy that. So hope you have a great week and you can find our show notes and links to today's guests at um, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search for Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a great show this week. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we'll talk to you next week.